Hey friend, today on the Love Your Bible podcast, we're going to see sin separates and only the gospel can bring us back to God. Hey, it's Thursday. Welcome back to the Love Your Bible podcast. Hey, last week we did Genesis 3 and we saw that Satan, yeah, he's a liar. He lied to our first parents. He said, hey, if you just eat of the tree, you're going to be like God. Everything's going to be great. And yep, our first parents believed him and they sinned. So what we're going to see today is what exactly sin does. And we're going to see big picture. Hey, sin, it separates. It separates us from God. It separates us from one another. Um, What you find is you are filled with guilt and shame, which leads to hide and cover up. Um, It breaks all of our relationships. And so we're going to see that sin separates and only the gospel can bring us back to God. So if you didn't listen last week, I encourage you to go back, uh, listen to that as we see um, you have this thesis uh, to the world, and that is it's God's word. Like, like God's word tells us what we should do, how we should be. It tells us the truth about the world, how we should live. But there is a antithesis. There is a word against the word, right? And what that is, it's, it's the lies of Satan. So when you believe the lies of Satan, you end up not living life how it should be. So this is what happens to our first parents. So we're going to continue reading in verse 7. Here's what it says. Then the eyes, okay, so they've just taken the fruit. They've just ate, and they are expecting to become like God. Like, they really believe all their dreams are going to come true because that's what the serpent said. But here's what happens. It says this in verse 7. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So right in the very beginning, you see that as soon as they did what God said don't do, their eyes were opened. And it's almost like this, like they woke up, like they can see more than they saw before. And you might think, oh, this is a good thing. (laughs) Now they're going to see this is going to be great. But it's actually a very bad thing. Their eyes are opened to something. It's open to the fact that they are naked. (laughs) They don't have any clothes on. So they're immediately, when they eat the fruit, they look at each other, look at themselves, and they're like, "Um, I feel awkward. I feel like I'm dirty, like I shouldn't be exposed. They have this sense of that the moment they ate, they feel shame. And how do we know they feel shame? Because when they realize they're naked, what do they do? They sew fig leaves together and they make themselves loincloths. So immediately when they eat, they feel shame and their immediate response is, I don't want you to see me and I don't want to see you. I want to cover up. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, you see in verse 25 of chapter two, we're going to be reminded of in God's good creation, you have man and woman, husband and wife. And here's what it says about them. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So the declaration of husband and wife, when they don't have sin to deal with, they are naked, but they're, they're not ashamed. They are unashamed. When they see one another, they are both fully known and fully loved. But now you have this idea that after sin, they feel something foreign to their first created order, and that is shame and guilt. 
So because they sin against God, they are guilty before him, which guilt leads to shame. They they realize they're naked. And now instead of being naked and unashamed, they are naked and ashamed. <laughs> they're ashamed of themselves. They're ashamed. They don't want to be fully known. They don't want to be seen. They have things they need to hide. So man, the, the idea in relationship with God and relationship with another is that we're fully known and fully loved because there's nothing to hide. But now, because of sin, there's a lot to hide. Man does not want to be fully known because, well, we think if we're fully known, we won't be fully loved. Like, like that's how sin works today, that because of our sin, we feel guilt and we feel shame. So therefore, we can't let others fully know us because if they really knew us, and all of the blemishes and all of the warts that we have, well, they won't love us. So we find ourselves often hiding, covering up, um, not being fully known because, well, if we're fully known, we won't be fully loved. So we see right off the bat, here's the big idea. Sin, it leads to guilt and shame. And in our guilt and shame, we run and hide, we cover up, and we blame. And we're going to see that in our first parents. So you got to see our first parents. What do they do? They cover up. They try to get uh, some leaves and try to sew some stuff together. And they think, hey, this is going to work. We can just cover up and we won't we won't feel guilty anymore. We won't feel shame anymore. If we just hide all of our blemishes, then everything will be okay. And we're going to see that's pretty much what we do now today as people, right? We think if we just hide everything, then everything's going to be okay. The problem, is, the problem is God actually sees everything and, well, others do too. So verse 8 says this. So they've just um, made themselves these pretty sweet looking clothes. And then it says this in verse 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So here you have Adam and Eve who are made to live in the presence of God. They are made for God. They are made to worship God, to love God, to enjoy his presence, to enjoy his pleasures. And here you have kids who at the very presence of their good, perfect, loving father, when they hear his voice, when they hear his footsteps, what do they do? They hide themselves. And they hide themselves in the very things that he made. He made the trees of the garden. So they are hiding in the things that God made for them to enjoy. Now they're hiding behind them because they don't want to come in contact with God. So what we see is because of our sin, our sin separates. Right? We have guilt shame, and that leads to fear. We are now afraid of God. We are afraid of judgment. We are afraid of what someone will think of us. So in our fear, we hide. That's exactly what our first parents did. But in verse 9, we're going to see God doesn't leave us alone in our sin. Instead, he pursues after us. Here's what it says in verse 9. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? So God, in his grace, in his love, he doesn't just kill them instantly on the spot, though he could, because he said, the moment you eat it, you'll die, which we're going to see that they really are, in a sense, dead, because to be separated from God is death, and they're not fully enjoying his presence like they were made to be. So they are, in a sense, in the land of the dead, because they're not in union with God anymore, but but here they're still alive, they're still breathing And it's because of God's grace, because God's grace and mercy is going to come after them. So God asked that question, where 
are you? And then here's what Adam says. I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I mean, if you want to know what sin does right there, it is. I mean, Adam saying, here's the deal. I'm afraid of you. I know that I'm naked and I know I need to hide. In other words, his sin has separated him from God. He feels both guilt and shame, which leads him to hide from God. But then God speaks to him. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? So I think what God is doing is he's giving him a chance to confess and repent. I think he wants Adam to say, yes, God, I sinned against you. I blew it. And then that would be a confession that would be a moment of repentance and that he could then repent and be brought into good graces, hopefully. But in verse 12, we see we often don't repent when we're caught in sin because our sin leads us to shame and we're afraid and we're guilty. And so instead of confessing, often what we do is blame. And here's exactly what Adam did. Here's what the man said. The woman whom you gave to me, she gave me the fruit of the tree and I ate. So Adam immediately blames Eve. Hey, so God's like, hey, did you eat the tree? And Adam's like, um, hold up. It's actually the woman. Uh, that woman that you gave me, she gave it to me and I ate. So he's automatically blaming Eve for the whole deal. And not only is he blaming Eve, but he's subtly blaming God. He says, it's the woman's fault, and you gave her to me. Therefore, you're really to blame here in all of our sin. And I don't know if you have kids or not, but this is like standard status quo for when you are getting on to one of your children, right? Like immediately, it's somebody else's fault, or maybe it's your fault, mom and dad, because you gave me this role, or or you're um, doing something like it's always either brother or mom and dad's fault. It's never their fault. And what we see is a mirror of ourselves because when it comes to our sin, we hardly ever take responsibility. Right, So we see sin, it separates, it's guilt, shame that then leads to blame. And that's exactly what Adam is doing. And notice that the woman is not going to do any better. Verse 13, the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So now the woman's like, "Uh, hold on, it's not my fault either. It's that serpent. That serpent that talked to me, he convinced me it's his fault. Go get him. Here you see the woman is also blame shifting her own sin. And this is so often what our sin does to us current day. I mean, this is like the same playbook that we live by. When you sin... Okay, it separates. It separates you from the fellowship of God. And when you're separated from the fellowship of God, what do you feel? You feel guilt, you feel shame, and then you start blaming and you cover up, you run, you hide. That's what we do. We don't want to be around people when we know we're guilty because we don't want to be found out. We don't want to be fully known because then we won't be fully loved. This is what sin does. Sin separates guilt, shame, hide, blame, cover up. You just name it. That's what's going to happen whenever we get mixed up in sin. But we're going to see that there's good news in the midst of our sin, and the good news is the gospel. So you can read the rest of Genesis chapter 3, but we have these curses that come upon the serpent, 
And the curse goes like this. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, you probably know this, but that's that first gospel whisper. It's called the Proto-Evangelion. And it's the idea of, hey, there's going to be a son born of the woman and you're going to bruise him, but he's going to crush you. And that is, of course, a prophecy of Jesus Christ, who is going to defeat sin and Satan on our behalf. And you have this curse that comes to the woman. Hey, it's going to be really painful to deliver kids. And uh, you're going to want to roll over your husband. And the relationship you have with him is going to be messy. And then it goes to Adam. Hey, you're going to have a lot of sweat and toil in your work. Things are just going to grow. It's going to be a lot of work. So your work is going to have pain. But then in the midst of these cursings, we've, we've seen the whisper of the gospel. But then notice verse 20 says this, and the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. It's an interesting thing to say. She's the mother of all the living. And why is it interesting? Because they should all be dead because they sinned against God, but they are going to live. There's going to be a living in the midst of our judgment of death. And that's a hint of gospel that's coming. And the verse 21 says this, and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skin and clothed them. Now, that's a beautiful sentence. So if you notice what happened in verse 7, Adam and Eve sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So they tried to cover up using leaves and vegetation, and it didn't work. They felt guilt and shame. But here's God is covering them with what? A garment of skin. Now, if you just think for a moment, how do you get a garment of skin? I mean, you think about like, is this is this cow skin? Is this like, I don't know what skin it is, but to get skin, something has to die. So you got to imagine there is a dead carcass in the midst of God's creation. Something has died. Something has bled. There is death in the garden, but it's not Adam and Eve that died. It's an animal. And from that animal's death, they are covered They are covered in the presence of God. They are covered in the presence of one another. In other words, this is a little hint of the gospel that, yes, Adam and Eve sinned and they deserve death, but something has died in their place because of their sin, so now they can be clothed in that thing's skin so that now they can be in the presence of the Lord and not die. What does that point us to? It points us to Jesus. Because yes, we have sinned. It separates us from God. We feel guilt. We feel shame. We blame. We cover up. We hide. Most of our cover up is either religious things or good things. We try to work really hard and do really good because we want to cover it all up and we want to just make us think we're doing okay. But we can't cover up for our guilt and our shame. What we need, we need a garment of skin. We need the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus has died in our place so that we can be covered by his blood. We can be in his grace. So sin separates, but the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, it covers our guilt, it covers our shame, it washes us clean so that we can be right with God.